Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to October. Oh, my goodness. Now, how long is your arm? How many events can you write on your arm? (laughs) Because I've got them for you. We're going to try and not be as confusing as the calendar might be right now by just saying to you hey now what do you suppose this is whoa look at that amazing swag (laughs) amazing and look i love this too i love i love super talk media that's just wonderful mississippi media in the back that's beautiful so if you're coming to the foundren bottle tree garden tour today or tomorrow and you happen to come to my garden. There's 19. You may not choose to go to mine, but you might. Come and see me and say, this is a description of me and also many other things in my world. Classical gas. Say to me, classical gas, and I'll give you a T-shirt. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Kim and all everybody Super Talk for doing this for me. It's beautiful. Love it, love it. And, yes, my daughter designed the logo, so it's all a family affair. <laughs> hey, Lance. Good morning. You're awake. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm not missing this. Come on. Well, I, had, uh, I, yeah, I can I, see that you all had plenty going on last night. I'm looking at your texts from, yeah, from it, the football show. We had so. great participation. It, it's That's been great. It's been an amazing week, too. That's you wonderful. Know, I think uh, I want to commend everybody, all of our listeners, our Super Talk listener family, because it's it's vast and greatly we appreciate your your input, your calls, hitting the text line. You know, thank you. the uh, The calls and the texts from the games last night were great. Fun, and I, uh, I know that. that we'll have a great day as well with the listener out there as we always. Well, do. we are very we are very 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 happy to be here, and absolutely, this is the place. If you have anything on your green mind, I'm the Garden Mama. This is where we'll talk about it. You notice I didn't say I'll I'll absolutely have the cure or the answer. I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you what I've experienced. I'll tell you how my education has taught me stuff. And then I'll probably ask you what you think. (laughs) Because usually you can solve your own if you have enough facts in place. You say to yourself, why is this plant not doing this? Or how come I can't get this other plant to do this? Well, we can talk about it. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the Super Talk call line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. I trust you have these numbers written down. That, of course, is the C Spire text line. And just be really happy to have you there. Now, <clears throat> I have, my garden's in better shape than it's been in quite a while. But I gotta say, there's still a lot of work to do. So don't, uh, don't, don't, don't mind me. I'm gonna talk about what's good and what's not so great too. That, that's the plight of the, uh, the constant gardener. It, well, of course. always something. There, there's, there are, I've probably been on, lucky for me, probably 50 different garden tours, maybe more than that in, in my career. 
And I, I can tell you that at least two-thirds of the people, if you meet them, a lot of people won't even come out of their house. If you're going, if there's a garden professional coming to tour your garden, they just do what they do, and then you're, you just follow the path. <laughs> they don't even come out and say hello because they don't want to know what you think. But most of the time when you meet someone like that, you'll hear what you'll hear from me today, which is you should have been here last month or you should be here next month or, gee whiz, why don't we have this tour in, I don't know, some other month of the year? Well, I'm actually very happy that we're having a fall tour. There's so many things going on in my neighborhood this particular weekend that the old Fondren neighborhood has never quite seen this much activity, I don't believe, since before the pandemic. So it's really nifty. Darden tours and homecomings and just the fair. You know, we got, we got well, everything. You, that's the thing. With, with You know, Jackson has had a bad rap for having the water issues and crime and those things. But, you know, and you have a lot of folks out there that, you know, it's, it's a sad event. It grieves, you know. And they say the best thing, I had my fortune this week when I went and ate at the uh, – Hibachi and got the ah. buffet. You know, is the best the best cure for grief is motion. Ooh, and I think that you, that you put that into perspective in so many ways. But you look at how much activity Jackson has going on right now. Mm-hmm. The, the blood is flowing. People are excited. You know, things are, are are lively. You got the like you said, the fair and the garden tour, and so many things are going on around Jackson. And you can feel that high school football. The community just so seems much. to get so much closer when there's activity. We like to have a good time, yeah. <laughs> and we all enjoy you know a, a certain level of activity. And yes, indeed, we still. You know, we still get angry about the things that don't work, and we're gonna—they're gonna be fixed. They're—they're they're fixed more than they were. They're gonna be even more fixed. But I, you know, but, just a shout out to everything going on, and yep. I know y'all have a big day today. Yep. Uh, the weather's cool. It's nice. I had to put on something. I was like, hold on now. This See, is, two this layers is not today. Summer. Yeah, two <laughs> layers today. That was a—that's a surprise to my. It was closet. it was muggy last night. <laughs> this morning was amazing though. Frisk. And that's one of the things I'm putting out houseplant type things for my part of the plant sale today mm-hmm. well it was cooler last night than they wanted it to be so this morning they were a little bit chilled shall we say and i thought you know it's going to warm up quickly even by the time i was getting ready to come up here things had already evened back out but it's a it's a funny time of year and it is one when you have to pay attention to both what you're planting and what you're maintaining but also how you're treating things if you were if you've been watering a lot because you had some plants you wanted to get through the crazy overheated drought that we've had you probably still want to water but it's time to back off as the temperatures cool down just a little bit you don't have to do that as often and in fact the plants will be happier if you don't so that's good i i'm going to just say this rich and kentwood uh, I think these are fake. <laughs> these Brussels sprouts are so pretty. I think they're fake. Now they're not, but I can't. I've never grown any that were quite that perfect. Mine are always much closer to each other, and so the one next to the other one is a little bit bent and that kind of thing. He's got the right amount of light and also the right amount of of uh, space between the plants. I can see that the cauliflower looks great, really lovely, wonderful, wonderful. Donna's in Hernando. Um, let's see. My tomato plants are full of green tomatoes that won't ripen. What should I do? Well, things are getting cooler, and so the ripening process will be slowed. There's two things you can do. One is you can wait, and as soon as the top shoulder of the tomato gets pink, even a little bit pink, 
bring it indoors and put it in a sunny window and it will ripen indoors just as if it were on the plant. The other, of course, is that if the temperatures, and especially in Hernando, this might be the case, the temperatures are going to get a little chilly for tomatoes and you're afraid they might get dropped off the plant because that does happen around 45 degrees sometimes, not always, but sometimes. You You can take those green tomatoes, and yes, I know there's 17 recipes for fried green tomatoes, and I do love all of them. But you can also put those green tomatoes in a brown paper bag, put them in the bottom of your pantry, and check on them about once a week. They'll ripen in there. It'll take them weeks and weeks, but they will ripen in there. Don't let them touch each other too closely, and don't put them in a hot space, because that can bring on some rot. But the good news is that you can certainly make the most of them. I have also, at times, a couple of times, I've had cherry tomatoes into December, and I pickled them, gave them away as gifts. <laughs> it was very popular for a couple of years. So you might want to think about doing that. The cauliflower does look good, Rich. That's really lovely. I'm, 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 I can't say I'm jealous because I know how much work this is. <laughs> but, but believe me, this is some beautiful cauliflower. Really, really nice. I did not know. There's so many things I don't know. It, it's just it's great to get up and, and, and figure things out and learn a few things in the morning. The University of Exeter has been following around, following the bumblebees around. You know, I, I just this just this week wrote about my vitex tree, Agnes Chase Castus, that that thing that everybody talks calls the chase tree, um, and I called it the the bumblebee tree. Because, frankly, I feel like it's really more that. They've taken it over to the point where the the Vitex itself is a good thing it's there because the bumblebees need a place to live. I, too, am interested. But when attacked, this particular kind of bumblebee, the buff tail, drops to the ground and takes that Asian hornet with it down to the ground. This either causes the hornet to lose its grip or... The bee raises its sting, and they have a fight until hopefully the hornet gives up because the hornet doesn't have that same kind of capacity. But we we all know that there are ways that critters respond to one another, and this notion of Asian hornets attacking bees had to have some kind of – I mean, who's doing the animated series, okay? I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be good looking. But they also found that the bumblebee colonies had reduced growth rates, even though they had um, they, they they fought off the hornets 120 times out of 120 observations, it was still true that though that takes a lot out of the colony. So the bumblebee colonies are smaller. Um, in case you didn't know, the this is all very strange. We have buff-tailed bum- bumblebees, and now we also have. I didn't know this. I knew they were Asian hornets. I didn't realize they were also called yellow-legged hornets. So it's buff tails against yellow legs, and fortunately for the bumblebees, they're winning this particular one. The hornets do something um, with honeybees that's different, and indeed. If you begin to think about the the ways that the insects are going to take over the earth, you do know that this is one of those parts. They saw that with honeybees, the the hornets will hawk. They hover outside the the of the nest, okay. And as the foragers come back in, they attack them. So that's entirely different. The hornets did the same things to to bumblebees, but they weren't as successful because the bumblebees armed up and went after them. It's really interesting. 
Um, I'm interested in how they're doing all of this. They they actually weigh the colony. They weigh the, the these are all cultivated bumblebees raised for pollination and whatnot. So they're they're trying to figure out um, which exactly it is something that's favoring the hornets over the bumblebees in terms of the colony itself. So pretty fun stuff. Um, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brenda, thank you. Love you, too. That's a beautiful, the series that, that ate the house, y'all remember this story? The series that ate the house has bloomed, and it is magnificent. <laughs> if you're joining us at supertalk.tv or any of the other ways that you get to the video part, um, yes, there's a bumblebee. The bumblebee is devouring Autumn Joy sedum. And indeed, in in my front garden, those flowers were covered up just as much as the Vitex yesterday. I was out uh, pulling some weeds. And yes, I will talk about that, too. Uh, We're going to talk about the one-night stand at the Ole Miss Motel. This will be a benefit for John Meek, our artist friend that was a part of this show for so very long. I'm going to tell you more about that coming up on, that's coming up on October 21st. Lots to do. I'm telling you, we could stay on the road the whole rest of this month and just go have fun. Why not? That's, it, yours is particularly pretty because it's so symmetric, Brenda. I have, a, I have one of my serious flowers that literally bloomed this week is sideways. And I don't know why that part of the bud opened better. One part was better than the other. I don't really understand that. (laughs) Something happened. Anyway, something happened. Um, Oh, I've got a good thing for you. Uh, I know that that's, that's Rebecca's world, but I feel like this is a good thing. You know that I am not the biggest fan of genetically modification, genetic modification when it comes to food. I do think that there are cases like golden rice, where we've had we've we've, in, we've put things into the genetic makeup of the rice that is really important for the population because it is so deficient in particular vitamins that go directly to your eyesight. But that's a particular purpose. There are other particular purposes that make sense. But I got to tell you, most of the time, it just seems like an experiment, and I hope it's going to go well. But you don't know if it will. Here, however, from North Carolina State University, is a good one. Genetically modified bacteria. What could possibly go wrong? Genetically modified bacteria can break down the plastics in salt water. Well, this is huge. Now, as long as they are also efficient to make and not expensive to maintain and or, 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 to, or to get into the system, one option, of course, is to take the plastic that comes into the water, waters, salt waters out of the, the mix, put it in a landfill, that's not good. So what they've worked on now is to <laughs> – I love scientists. This is actually in the report, all right, and it says they're going to sneak a plasmid into a foreign cell. See, that right there sounds like it's devious. It's not. This is just science. It's all this is. any rate, that cell will carry out the instructions in the plasmid's DNA. That does happen, all right? That's exactly what they did here, and by doing that – it was the first time anybody has ever successfully re- re- been able to get this particular foreign business of enzymes on the surface of the cells, which in turn can break down the plastic. My goodness. Now, why would we be interested in this other than it's, you know, it's kind of, tr- kind of interesting? Well, because we're right now seeing the Mississippi River get greater salt intrusion. If you haven't heard about this, you need to pay a little more attention. 
The salt intrusion is a problem because of the drought that we have had. The drought we cannot cure overnight. So the salt intrusion we cannot cure overnight. As a result, what I really think is the good thing about this breaking down the plastics in salt water is the corresponding story that has been released this week from the University of Plymouth to tell us that indeed our rivers are holding on to microplastics. Now, I'm not saying it would be good for there to be saltwater intrusion, but if we could measure the intrusion and find that some of these pockets of microplastics that are currently in our rivers, particularly the Mississippi, because that's, you know, it's our big river, but this is not to say that other rivers are not affected. But it, there, this whole business of trying to get the microplastics out of the environment is a big problem. We know we're starting to see them in fish. We're starting to have them, you know, resulting in the the floor of the ocean as well as in the minerals that are harvested there and so so forth and so on to the point where we need something else to eat the plastic. I'm hoping it's going to be our friends, the genetically modified bacteria. Hmm, what do you think? It might work. It might work. (laughs) Now, Rich has been thinking, Rich has been thinking like I'm thinking. When it gets to be time to cover up tomatoes or something else because it's going to be cold and you're still getting them to grow, he's down. He, down. He's, I shouldn't say down. He's south of me. He's in, in Kentwood, Louisiana. So I think this is, this is why there's never any clear plastic umbrellas when you go to look at the group of umbrellas that are for sale. Because, yes, you can pop them up and put them over your containers and they make great little greenhouses. That's absolutely true. I've done that. I will tell you that there are plenty of other things, too. For example, when you come to, to see my garden today, you're going to find out that there's a, a lot of plastic involved, covering things up, moving things around. Oh, gosh. And I haven't even planted the salad garden. Good grief. All right, remember, when you come see me today, I know you want this. We all need this shirt, right? And all you have to do is say, This is a reminder. Classical game. In and out, too, so you'll be reminded. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Yeah. Mike McCormick, President of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. It's harvest time for our farmers all across Mississippi, and that means you might come face-to-face with slow-moving equipment like tractors, combines, and cotton pickers on our rural roads and bridges. So for the safety of you and our farmers, please slow down, be patient, don't text and drive, and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Thank you so much. Appreciate that very much. People just tuning in are going, what is all that about? What is she doing? 
Well, I'm waving a T-shirt in the air, and if you can't see it, you should go to supertalk.tv so you can see it. I'm, and I'm dancing the and rock he's and dancing, roll, the by classical the way. gas. Yeah. He's the dancing. Studio, so yeah. That's because when you see me, if you say classical gas, you're going to get a T-shirt. Yes. And, and you heard it on right this here. show right, right here. Right here. And that's uh, I, I, do, I don't believe this one either. This is all fake. <laughs> the, the, I, I'm gonna tell you the Brussels sprouts, Lordy! I, I, it looks beautiful. like a painting. It does. Somebody, it looks like a painting, like of a Brussels photorealism sprouts. painting. I, I, I had to take a second and third on that to believe it. Oh, Trey, your magnolia seeds are beautiful. They're doing great on the pics, too. I have, I have not oh, loaded all of them up Y'all are going to be star photographers yeah, here. they're doing great. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm like taking uh, one at a time and putting that folder together, and I'll dump them all on there. That's fun. In a minute as we've we'll got get quite there. a few. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I'm getting some here. Uh, I think we're up to about 10 so far, plus the ones you had. So <laughs> it takes a second to get them over there. So y'all be patient, as y'all always are. Y'all help me make him stand on his head in there and work too I'm hard. Doing, I am doing that already. <laughs> That's These are, what I'm you're saying. You're doing a great today. job. Yeah. You're doing a great job. fingers a break, huh? Listen now, I don't know exactly what day it is in your garden. Some of our gardeners in, in are, are, are just looking at ideal right on target fall weather that's great others of us are having a much cooler weekend and then it'll get a little bit closer to normal and there are some folks indeed that are listening to us here today at the beginning of october that it already feels like december at least for a minute so what does all of that have to do with your gardening the good news is it's also raining a little bit um, it, it it was one of those rains at my place that was steady and slow for several hours. Not heavy. Didn't certainly didn't get an inch of rain or anywhere near the break the drought. And it's still windy, so everything transpires pretty quickly. But the news, the good news is that it's getting better. And the circumstances, if if somebody says to me, "What are you going to plant today?" My answer would be, "I'm not actually planting any anything. I have too many people coming to see me. I hope, but." It w- I would plant beets. Today is a great day, no matter what these temperatures are doing, for you to soak some beet seeds for a couple of hours and then plant them in a container, in a garden bed, you know, next to your azaleas, just anywhere that they're going to get some about a half a day of sun at least and be able to be fertilized a little bit. That reminds me that there was a question in the Garden Mama group on uh, Facebook well, I got something for oh, you. Oh, what is it, sir? Well, uh, let me see. Where are we? <laughs> Let's we'll see if I Okay. <laughs> well, you keep talking because it's just beat It's just it. going to keep going. Just beat it. Yes, yes. Clearly. <laughs> I tell you what, they're competing over the images. Now we got more Brussels sprouts. And now we have <laughs> Trey's joke of the day. Thank you, Trey. Well, he always comes up with he something. He always has good. a good one. He always has a good one. He the the there's not there's nothing like a gardener for fun and for humor. And now Rich is going to weigh in to beets. No, he won't grow any beets. You grow everything else. Grow some beets. Come on. No, no, no. 
tell. Yes. How hard, it, how hard are beets to grow? Obviously, it's they're not hard to grow. This time of the year is the is the best. This it's is cool. this is excellent. You yes. Start earlier. You can. You couldn't have. You, you can start in August if it isn't 100 degrees. Well, is it like <laughs> this rad- year radishes was, and beets and yeah, radishes and beets followed the next week. Go come on in with the carrots, you know, and that kind of stuff. I love carrots, but um, it's a it's really an interesting plant. I think too often people have the experience I had about beets. I'd never seen a beet. I'd only been fed them in the school cafeteria, you know, in the little pickled business, and I just couldn't imagine that there would ever be a beet that I would want close to me. But fortunately, later on, when fresh beets began being a little bit more available, I discovered that by somebody else cooking them that they could be sautéed and actually turned into a delightful vegetable with good texture. So kind of kind of that way. You can also cut them up and put them into other greens the way you do turnips. Um, I'm, I, I like the big red beets. Those are great. Detroit red is a popular variety that you see everywhere in, in the seeds, and you grow them, and they're, they're pretty easy to grow. You get them, you just soak the seeds a couple of hours, plant them maybe an inch deep, maybe half an inch deep, depending on how heavy your soil is. You need them to be nice and established, though, so that when they come up, then you can go along and thin them. You can eat those little tiny thinnings if you'd like to. They're very tasty. But you need to leave the beets, depending on the size of the beet you expect to get, somewhere between three and four inches about apart. I like golden beets probably better than red beets. And they're a little bit smaller usually, so I put them about, leave them about three inches apart. But I'll always overseed, partly because I want the thinnings, but also because I'm never, I'm never that confident that the seeds will all come up. <laughs> so you probably aren't either. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jackie's and Brandon, this is a good good question. I've read to cut the leaves down on hosta in the fall. Is that true? And do I cut back new leaves too is the time now? I'm going to wait another month because we've had such a rough summer and we're actually in a nice transition month for them. I don't want to fertilize them. I don't want to do anything to the hostas right now except watch them begin to crisp up and die back a little bit. And at that point, yeah, you'll go ahead and take the take their leaves off. You can take them off sooner, but I don't. you, you don't actually have to. If you, however, were planning to dig them up and move the plants or give them to somebody else or, you know, some other thing you wanted to do with them, that that's okay. You would need to cut them back probably for that reason. But other than that, the, the idea is that you don't want them to continue growing and then get zapped in a freeze. So at, since we're in a nice period of time right now, let them get better. Let them get adjusted to not being in a severe heat drought situation and then the next thing will be that you'll go ahead and they'll begin to brown and you can cut them back it's not a problem really really nice um john and florence how much honey do you put on those beets to make them edible so i'm taking it that this is not a real popular vegetable I've never I, I've never put honey on beets. I'm, be I'm embarrassed they, to tell you. I've never done that. Grind them up into powder and make them into the little pills. Oh, that might whatever. be why people take them that way. Yeah. yeah, that might be it. I can't imagine. Just eat some beets. Come on. <laughs> I can tell you how to cook them, but they don't have any honey in them. Yeah, I think uh, I think Rich and Kentwood is trying to explain to us that he he does not know the limits of fertilizer. This is everything is just growing and growing, which reminds me that there was a question that I started to answer about planting pansies 
and this was in the Facebook group, um, he had read that nitrogen is not as effective in cool weather as it is in warm weather, and so he was wondering what to fertilize the pansies with. That That is true if it is not a plant that uses nitrogen in cool weather, okay? And the other piece of it, of course, is that pansies do use nitrogen in cool weather. It does get usually washed out of the root zone a little bit quicker, but it's also absorbed a little bit quicker. So that's that. it's not a problem to use it. You just don't want to overuse nitrogen, particularly on a plant that you're trying to get to flower, like pansies. Okay? So that's the answer to that one. Let's see. Good morning. Um, who is this? I don't know who this is, and I'm not sure where they are. But, Okay. Let's see. Should I move the limelight hydrangeas now or wait until spring? I want to plant trees along the privacy fence. Do I plant them now? Yes, you plant the trees now. And sometime next month is a fine time to transplant a, a limelight. The thing you need to recognize about this is that this the soils in most of our listening area have been dry and are still pretty dry. So if you want to dig up any kind of big major plant, even even perennials, but but you would you would think to water them first. But you might not think to water a big shrub or a small tree, something that you were going to transplant. So be sure that you do that. Water real real well the day before, far, all the way out to the drip line of the plant. That limelight is has more roots than you think it does. <laughs> so I mean, try to get as many from them as you can. How pretty, so so pretty. Um, there, there are avocados that grow in Zone Eight, and um, we, we, we love them. We're, we're not able to get them all, but we, we love them all. Oh my goodness! Well, let's see. This is Cookie and, and Beauregard. How, howdy, doody. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. What should I do to the snowball tree? Well, the snowball tree is still brown, and I'm going to guess that it was partly brown in the winter, then it greened up, and then it got dry again. So at this point in time, I have to say I'm not going to do much for it except rake the leaves up as they fall. And if you have been watering it, I would water it. If you have not been, I would see if it's going to rain in the next week and let that let that te- let that handle the problem. I think you're going to lose all the almost all the leaves pretty quickly, and then at that point, of course, you'll be able to um, you'll be able to scratch test see if the branches are alive, and in the wintertime, you can prune it. I hope that'll help. All righty. How about Bill and Madison? Welcome in. Thank you for calling the Garden Mama Show. Hey, Bill. Good morning, Nellie. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. Uh, I have a, a hydrangea that um, took a really hard hit in the drought, and it's it looks like it's dead on top. But uh, is it? Do you think there's a chance that? Uh, that maybe it's they're still alive. Are the stems shriveled? The stems are are yeah, they're dead and shriveled. Okay. If you can find any green underneath any of that bark, it's going to be okay. But I wouldn't prune it right now. What we don't we don't want to prune it right now and then have it start growing and get frozen. But you can determine whether or not you need to replace it by determining if it's still alive. If it if it has any green underneath any of those branches, even all the way down to the bottom, it's going to be fine. If it doesn't, you may want to think about getting a new hydrangea this fall. Well, I know a lot of my plants took a 
uh, took a hit from from all this drought, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I would like to actually move it later in the fall. But mm-hmm. I gonna, I well, in that case, in that case, how big is it? Is it four feet wide? Uh, or two it's feet? about it, it, it's about three feet wide. Okay, I dig it up and put it in a pot in the shade and start watering it and see if it will sprout a little bit and then when you plant it it'll be it'll be on its way to going we don't want to we don't want to like fertilize it and encourage it to grow but if you can get something to happen you'll know you aren't wasting your time later okay all right thank you very much now i'm going to tell you one more thing more of our plants are going to recover from this crazy mess we had this summer than you would think just in the same way that they recovered from last winter if I'm here in three years and we've had three years like this, I think we're all going to need new shrubs. <laughs> but I really think one year that's been yeah. this, this bad, we're going to be okay. I've also noticed a lot of the Leland cypresses out there oh, look like yeah. they've died. They look sad. <laughs> and I don't, there are going to be things we yeah. lose, but I don't know which ones. So, yeah. thank you, Bill. Good to hear from you today. All right, thank you. You know, there's there's so many questions about shrubs at this point in the year anyway we want to plant new shrubs we want to um, to give ourselves the opportunity to maybe rearrange things somewhat i took down some smilax a couple weeks ago and realized that there's a shrub coming up where this where i thought it was just smilax coming out of the ground but there is in fact a seedling pittosporum or some such thing as that that's within the area um, coming up from there I'm probably going to let that grow and just see, you know, see what happens next. Oh, that was Jennifer and Madison. Hey, we were talking about uh, the the limelights. We have had been a rough year. I tell you the truth, something um, my my hydrangeas that are in the deeper shade looked pretty good, but one of them collapsed (laughs) the other day. I said, well, that was nice. That was the only one with a flower still on it. So I guess it was in more serious stress than the others were. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> You're exactly right. When we put mulch around a plant, Rich is talking about keeping the, the roots warm. It's true. We're, we're moderating the conditions. And it's real important. You want to make sure that not too much water gets in, not too much water gets out. And you also want to control the weeds around a, a young tree. It's important. Let's all talk about mulch. How about that? And a little bit of Bobby McGee. Stick around. like you are in the dark well with a propane generator you'll never be in the dark again at least when the lights go out enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out propane generators assure you will always have power propane fueled clean cooking hot water on demand warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most why would you choose anything else propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com today 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you. And We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down! I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose? But your leak. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Messaging data rates may apply. Reply stopped, opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text HOT to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text HOT to 200-300 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text HOT to 200-300. Don't wait. Text the word HOT to 200-300. Text HOT to 200-300. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Hunting season is here, so let Steve Owen and the friendly staff get that truck or trailer along with that edge shed ready for your hunting camp so you can haul that big game back into town. We still have that full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs along with trailers on site or available for order. And don't forget those edge sheds for your backyard or hunting camps. Come see us at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com.
you have known this program as Weekend Gardening for a while. We are now the Garden Mama Show. Things are changing around, and um, I'm happy to say that it all makes me very happy. I hope it makes you very happy, too. Can we talk to Jimmy and Laurel, please, sir? Hey, Jimmy. Welcome in to Weekend Gardening, Garden Mama Show, Saturdays with fun happening around here. What's going on in Laurel today? It's cool this morning. Yeah. Garden Mama. Garden Mama, I got two things I want to talk to you about, but I'm looking at a rose bush. I told you before that I'm living where my mother and dad used to live. My mom had a rose bush out here. It was pretty. It died. I got one coming up about three foot away from it. Would it be a growth off the roots? Could be. Or would they uh, reproduce themselves? It, It could be a growth off the roots or it could be a seedling. It sure could. Okay, well, I'm watching this, and I'm taking yeah. care of it. Yeah. Now we're talking about the Catawga worms and the garlic, man. Okay. All right, I've got a Catawga worm tree out here. It's been here for 30, 30 years. And it gets too big, I keep it trimmed. I cut it at an angle so the water will run off of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's dying. I've got about three, i got leaves growing on the very bottom of it, but the rest of it on top is dead. I fixed to take it down. Okay. But can I... Cut them limbs off and transplant them, or when do I need to do it? How do I need to do it? Do you have any young growth at all, or is it just old branches with leaves? No, it's new growth coming off. Okay, the if you've got new growth, and but when the leaves fall off, you'll be able to do some hardwood cuttings. You know, where you take them and and take cuttings off. Take each of those tips about a foot or so long. And wrap them all together, put them into some wet sand, and leave them for the winter, so then they can root okay. in there. It's called this hard wood. It they'll root that way. Well, when I cut this thing down, I'm going to cut it just above where the new growth is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, cut it at an angle. And I may put some some kind of tar or something on it. Don't put any tar on it. As is. Don't put any tar on it. You can you can cut it off at an angle above the new growth. That's fine. But what we all have right. learned over the you know, I grew up with a can of that stuff in my my garden shed, but no, that's going to be that actually seals up the the fibers and all of the cells on that surface that you painted on, which allows all the organisms that don't need any oxygen to really get busy. And <laughs> we don't need them right, in there doing that. They'll rot your 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 stumps or your. Oh, right, I got you. Now let's talk about the garlic. I planted it back in August. Okay. Once it start coming through the ground. Any time now. Okay. It, it usually takes about six weeks. Uh, well, I hadn't looked at it. Well, I was out there cleaning up around it yesterday, but I didn't pay no attention. I'll check it, check mm-hmm. it out this mm-hmm. morning. It's probably it well, probably will be before too long. If not, water well, it. When it, starts, <laughs> when it starts coming up, do I need to pull dirt to it? Yeah, a little bit. Not too much, but just a little bit. You want it to be comfortable, but you're not trying to overwhelm it. Okay. Well, Garden Mama, enjoy your show. And Thank I you, sir. My, I try my listen every Saturday. Thank you. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I wanted to give you all just a moment of information about the event that I was talking about that we have on the TV, but you need to be able to write this down. If you don't happen to be able to glance at a TV, perhaps you're in the garden with the app and listening today. Maybe you're driving down the road, in which case I just want you to listen, go back and get this. Don't start trying to write while you're driving. I'm not trying to cause an accident. But the one-night stand at the Ole Miss Motel is coming up October 21st from 5 to 9 p.m. Now, 
You may know about this and you may not. It's a fantastic show, 16th Annual Motel Art Show Series. Splinter Creek, it's, a, it's Arts Council, it's, it's everything up there. Wonderful, wonderful event. I'm not even. I'm not going to tell you all the names of all the artists because then it would all run together for you. Trust me, you want to see this exhibit, and you want to go there to be able to enjoy John P. Meek's exhibit as well. It is an. Uh, it is in honor of him. It's a benefit. Okay, this is of course John Meek, the paintings from the Delta that we have enjoyed here so long with him and lost him last summer. There is uh, no question, but that I have. I'm, I'm looking. I have a ride, so I'm, I think I'm going to get there. But we we shall we shall remain to be seen about that. You should be there if you're not. Um, his wife Peg is wonderful, and she will be more than happy if you would please go and appreciate it all, and frankly buy everything on the walls because his his art needs to be spread internationally. That is the one night stand at the Ole Miss Motel in honor of the late John Meek. All right, all right. I'm kind of obsessed with. The candelabra trees. I can hear Andrea perking up because she gave me the seeds. These have been so much fun. And I really, the flowers are lovely. I'm having, I'm just real tickled that I have that color to be able to bring to everyone. It's hard to find things in color in, in, uh, you know, the, the fall necessarily. But the good news is that they're just really really beautiful so i hope that you will also want to grow some next year i'm thinking i might plant some be fun well look at that now trey's got wildflowers that are so pretty everything is is coming up literally purple and gold (laughs) and yes i did say that (laughs) no that's true she doesn't look like her profile picture at all y'all are so funny this is this is wonderful nancy's in madison Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> it's a beautiful plant, Nancy. No, I don't think it's a cucumber. <laughs> you know, somebody gave me another thing you'll see at my house is the pepper plant that someone gave me is just a little two leaf seedling thing. And I thought, those leaves look kind of soft and round, but okay. So I planted it. Well, it's an eggplant. And they're lovely, but it, they took all summer to make eggplants because it's not a variety that likes it here too much. I don't, it's not okra, and it, um, I'm going to tell you it's some kind of squash. I don't know, Nancy. It's pretty, though. And um, I, I would think it was a kakutsa or some other really big squash, except it would be larger than that by this point in the summer, in, you know, f- growing through the summer and into the fall. I don't know, but it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I do confess, when anomalies like this happen, unless I'm able to determine that it's something I shouldn't eat, I'll at least open it and smell it and have a little, you know, because sometimes you get, you, you'll get cucumbers that don't actually look like cucumbers. Now, we all know that when they curve at the bottom, it's because they didn't quite get pollinated, but they can still be eaten. This is not a cucumber. This is some other kind of squash. <laughs> I promise. I promise. The orangeola is uh, just beginning. You know, I have a, I have a beautiful Japanese maple in uh, in my garden in a big old container in my courtyard and it's just beginning to look like there might be some fall color to come it it does lose all of its leaves in a late november early december for me and then it leaves back out again almost immediately february usually and it will be beautiful orange it's a lovely lovely plant but it also has that fall color tone of orange 
some years, not every year. Depends on the, the, the temperature and one thing and another. So we get a little bit of all of that. But that's fun. And that, that's, uh, that makes me very happy. Next Saturday, just rushing into, rushing into forward time, the one and only Birdman, Ken Hackman, will be here. Um, yes, I will be cavorting. <laughs> In my home state of Louisiana. And I have homework. <laughs> and you have homework. I have homework, right. yes. You know, I can't leave without leaving homework. So I got notes. I'm going to be prepped. <laughs> if Ken will even let you talk. He's got well, a lot, no, he he's be, got he a lot to say. He's got a whole other He's got a lot to say. To, yeah, That's he's, right. he's brilliant with it. Look, he'll start talking about field biology. You'll want to get in the van and go. He is. I mean, he, if he was my teacher, he'd convince me, I'll tell you. All right now. Stick around, please. we got a long way to go this morning, and this is Weekend Gardening Becoming the Garden Mama Show, Becoming Your Greenest Spot. Stay here. That you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The paid paradise, put up a parking lot. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
Secretary of State Michael Watson admits the current campaign finance reporting system for Mississippi candidates is outdated, something that came to light during this year's primaries. In early August, he expressed concerns that current state leadership wasn't enforcing campaign finance laws. We had two big packs uh, yesterday that we were looking at that did not file the reports yet. Uh, one, Invest in Mississippi pack, and two, Conservative Values pack, uh, as well as others. And so, I, you know, there, there are several out there. But the, the important piece is when they think that campaign finance law is not being enforced in Mississippi, why, why bother with, with following the law? He's planning to launch a new campaign finance reporting system that'll be similar to the FEC campaign finance search portal. There's no firm date on when it'll be operational. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. For the second year in a row, the Mississippi River is at near-historic low water levels due to the drought. Austin Golding with Golding Barge Line says, unfortunately, they're being forced to take smaller loads up and down the river. But the bottom line means less cargo on barges making the same runs that they always have. So if there's less cargo, then it's less efficient and ends up costing the consumer more money. Short-term relief is uncertain at this point. Uh, we have the ability to load barges partially, stage other barges out in the river that we can draft deeper, uh, that we can still put the amount of product on the barge to go downriver that we normally do. But that takes time and money and extra barges. So... No, it's really a waiting game. Farmers can opt to transport their crops by truck or train. It may be cheaper than current barge rates for some, but it's still more expensive than the typical harvest season. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The first Saturday in October finds the Mississippi State Bulldogs taking on Western Michigan in a non-conference battle in Starkville. At 11 o'clock is the kickoff this morning at Davis Wade Stadium. 9 o'clock is the airtime on the MSU Football Network. The Bulldogs are 2-3, and 0-3 oh in the conference, SEC, while Western Michigan is 2-3, and 1-1 one and one out of the MAC. The Ole Miss Rebels, fresh off the win over LSU last Saturday, take on Arkansas tonight in Oxford, 6.30 the kickoff at Vaughn-Henry Stadium, 4.30 is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. The Rebels are 4-1, 1-1 and one, one and one in the SEC. Arkansas looking to break a losing skid is 2-3 and 0-2 and oh and in the SEC. It's homecoming in Hattiesburg. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles take on Old Dominion. Old Dominion is 2-3, and 1-1 one and one in the Sun Belt, while the Eagles are 1-4 and 0-2 and oh and in the Sun Belt. Kickoff is set for 6 o'clock in Hattiesburg. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Every week, call 1-800- 
Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811-BEFORE-YOU-DIG. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The Sanderson's Farm Championship continues this weekend with the third round today. Championship round tomorrow at the Country Club of Jackson. The FedEx Cup Fall Series of the PGA Tour will continue with the Sanderson's Farm Championship Tournament. Focusing on those outside of the top 50 in last year's FedEx Cup point standings, including defending tournament champion Mackenzie Hughes, Davis Riley, European Ryder Cup rookie Ludwig Aubrey, and many others are involved in the 144-player field that started back on Thursday. There are four Mississippians in the tournament. Davis Riley out of Hattiesburg, Hayden Buckley out of Tupelo, Chad Ramey from Fulton, Mississippi, who played at Mississippi State, and Ford Clegg also played at Mississippi State. He's out of Birmingham, Alabama. Championship round tomorrow, the Sanderson's Farm Championship. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, the day that I keep ranting and raving about is finally here. It is the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour, so I won't talk about it again after today until next year, I promise. (laughs) This has been very exciting, though. And getting ready for it, um, I did not go on the preview tour because I was getting ready for this particular broadcast. I hear it's beautiful, and I've been to most of those gardens, so yeah, they, they are. They're very cool. There are many, many opportunities for you to go and look at good gardens, look at nice gardens, look at funny gardens. We kind of have some of all of that in my neighborhood in Fondren, <laughs> what they call historic Fondren. <laughs> they don't want to tell you it's the oldest neighborhood that was built after downtown Jackson, but I think it, that's what the story is. Now, so many fun things to grow in the fall, so many things to really just take on. Someone just sent me a text and said, can I patch my lawn today? Well, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> sure. Why not? I just pulled up a whole bunch of St. Augustine runners that were going into the flower bed. I probably should be doing that myself. I don't have a St. Augustine lawn. It comes from my neighbor. But it's still a nice grass. You can put it in the area, mow what grows, that sort of thing. Makes a makes a perfectly good bit of, bit of sense for that. Trey and I have been talking back and forth about his flowers, which are on the TV right now, if you happen to be looking at us that way. 
He has some beautiful wildflowers. He says, never touched by humans. I told him he could grow anything. Well, I said, the good news is he doesn't mow. And, of course, Trey then said, it'd be kind of hard to mow all of this. The good news is the flowers love it. And it's a beautiful collection of our, frankly, the wildflowers that people plant, but we don't necessarily understand that they are actually our native wildflowers. So that's nice. Beautiful, beautiful place. Something else going on, when you do come to see me either at the garden tour, if you see me elsewhere, all you have to do is say classical gas and I will give you a Mm T-shirt. That's right. Well, what T-shirt would that be, Mama? The good news is it's a Super Talk Media Mm T-shirt, but it has the new logo for Garden Mama on it. How cool is that? (laughs) Yeah, I like those headphones. We had many choices. Headphones. I know headphones are kind of passe, but I still wear them. So there it is. All right. What is going on in your garden? Can we talk to Anna about her paper bush? I love this plant. Anna, I'm still wishing I had a paper bush. <laughs> Such a pretty, <laughs> well, pretty plant. Two. Okay. Such a pretty. You have one for me. Such a beautiful plant. Um, for those who well, don't know, it's it, Edgeworthia, it, if they want to look it up. Well, it. it um, I thought it was going to be dead because of the that, Deep freeze we had, what was it, February, March? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, it started to come back, and then we had the drought. Drought, mm-hmm. Been a rough like year. three months. <laughs> Been a rough year. Uh, yeah, but it has it has its flower buds on now. Mm. And a lot of them, and I'm thinking, um, is it going to flower early? I mean, it doesn't usually flower until, like, January, February, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned that it might want to, and I'm also concerned that it may just, one, you may go out one day and they've all dropped off. Sometimes it's That's just the, what I'm worried about. Sometimes it's just the plant's <laughs> desire to continue growing, and now that we've been through, you know, terrible times and, oh, yeah. and terrible times, and now all of a sudden, okay, well, we feel better now. Let's make a flower. That's not what plants say, y'all. I realize that. But they, the, yeah. the hormones and the auxins that are in the plant tissue can have the reaction of, let's put on a flower so that we can promote a seed so that the plant, the species can survive, even if this one plant does not. So that there's, yeah, I, I know it, there's some of that. I, say, I know it's not really meant to be here except our climate got warmed up a little bit and it's in a place where it's kind of sheltered and it feels kind of like late december you know what i mean it feels it's it can be it's a little different because we we have so much trouble pegging exactly what it is anymore i really think that you may have paper bush flowers on your thanksgiving table and that would be lovely but but you may not have them in january And, and one more thing. You were talking about beets earlier? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't say I've grown them. I've tried carrots and everything else. But I actually cooked beets last night for dinner. Ah, see? Somebody else eats them besides <laughs> me. <laughs> now. Well, I, I, I usually don't do them. I usually have them canned. And canned and regular cooked ones taste about the same, as far as I'm concerned. But eek, I thought, eek. well, I'll give it a try. <laughs> You're cooking them too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, it said, you know, I, I do, I do family farmer, so oh, I cooked them for about an hour. Yeah, the skins off. yeah, yeah. Fanny Farmer would tell you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> For y'all who don't know, Fanny Farmer was the first cookbook I was ever given, you know, as a grown-up. And 
if you cook that, you would be in your kitchen the rest of your life if you cooked like that. Now, they have updated it since then to try and make it a little more streamlined. <laughs> but it's a classic. True. It um, is a classic. Mine, mine is very old and it's falling apart. Mm-hmm. My son, who believes in Fanny Farmer, got a new one for himself. Yeah, he may not like it because it's got shortcuts. <laughs> well, but it also has... Um, uh, dietary situation. Yes. Fanny Farmer's a lot of cream, a lot of butter. Lots <laughs> of cream. There were no substitutions in the original Fanny Farmer. She wanted you to have no. a full refrigerator and a full pantry for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great though. I'm glad the paper bush is, 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 has survived because it's not the most common of our shrubs and it does in fact have a little bit, it likes a more moderate environment usually. So I'm glad, I'm glad it moderate. made it. This was not. This has not been moderate. I'm glad it's there. I no, hope the flowers turn out to be beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Did I tell you that uh, half of my magnolia tree fell on my roof last? Yes, you mentioned ago? it a few weeks ago, and I, I worried, and you said it was okay. Y'all were okay, so okay. You know, yeah, what, well, what a yeah, shock, and um, the rest of this magnolia tree is still there. Mm, well. I hope it can stay. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I'll keep listening. You keep playing. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, Bye-bye. my. If the beets taste like the canned beets, i got to tell you, I'm just not there. Is Ed with us about potatoes? Ovette? Hey there. Hey, Ed. What's up? I don't call them potatoes. I call them taters. Anyhow, yes, um, sir. You, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I've just got to plant my fall crops, mustard, collars, turnips, onions. And I got into a dilemma with my father about potatoes. He said, go ahead and do it. It ain't going to work. Well, the red, the gold, and the white real perfect around here, but I had this bright idea going into the local grocery store, growing me some Idaho steak potatoes. I'm going to grow these big ones. Well, all I did was wind it with a vine two foot long and a root two foot long. Um, <laughs> is it really the climate? Is it really the climate and the soil? Like he tried to explain to me why they grow up there and not here. Well, it's, it's a variety difference. They have a different soil and they have a different if you think about the angle of the sun, one of the reasons you got so much vine off of that is because our sun works a whole lot harder. We have a more intense angle from the sun. We have much more heat on our plants, and, and therefore vines and things can grow a whole lot bigger than they do somewhere like Idaho. But it really does come down more to the variety itself. I have grown some potatoes out of the grocery store that did okay. But they were clearly not the varieties that were recommended for the area. So it's not that they won't, but they don't do much, and usually. Right. And one more question I got to call Paul. Uh, lettuce and carrots. Like, by Paul, he tried to tell me, I know the crops up more. The lettuce will do what he calls bolt on you. Mm-hmm. And the carrots will get about three or four inches long. It just, it just doesn't seem to work down here in South Mississippi. Maybe it's me. But. If you've never had a soil test... You may actually be lacking in the the minor elements that will make the carrots grow. Okay, the lettuce is strictly a temperature thing, and you need to be what you what what I would I would not grow head lettuce. I've I've tried it in South Louisiana, and it can be done, but it's not easy. Leaf lettuce and semi head lettuces, however, start plant today. I mean, talk about have on your Thanksgiving table, you'll be ready. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Guys. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you today. Thank you. I do like fall-grown potatoes. They tend to be a little bit denser and a little bit more, you know, more solid, I think, than the spring ones sometimes. Interestingly enough, I, not too many people rate their potatoes, I guess. <laughs> you know? um, is this a seed by the flower? Probably. 
I can't really tell you, but more than likely it's a seed pod. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I feel like I'm on, I should stand on my head to look at this. <laughs> I need to be upside down, but it certainly could be. I don't think it's anything else. Let's put it that way. All right, what's going on in Biloxi? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when you have two flower beds, Mr. Shack, I'm glad to hear from you today. When you have two flower beds and one is completely covered up in wild berries and the other one is not, what do you do? Well, at this time of the year and in Biloxi, I'm literally going to try and smother them. I'm going to take black plastic, not clear plastic. I'm going to take black plastic and put over them for a couple of months so that they get completely dried out and completely un that they won't they won't have any green. They'll get bleached. And then the the thorns won't fall off, but when you take the plastic off, you will have a much easier situation to clean up. And yet, you got to then cut them all down and get them all out of there. Or as I would always tell you, hire someone who doesn't mind doing that <laughs> and get them to do it. But you, there's not anything to just spray on it that will cause wild berry vines to disappear and pr- produce a flower bed for you. It didn't get, happen that way overnight, and it's not going to get undone overnight. But you can give it you can give yourself a really advan- real advantage just by covering them up and smothering them for a couple of months keeping everything out of them all the water all the sunlight everything and just try to kill them and they'll be close but then you'll still have to cut them back and dig them up okay oh those vines oh how beautiful um they 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 do they do look like that she, this is uh this is Sandra and she's growing moonflowers she says she had three beautiful flowers and the seed pods are green and have spikes on them they will get browner they will continue to grow a little bit as the seeds mature in there but and they won't get completely brown um like an okra would get but they will get dark darker and they will start to lose their green color and that's when you know that you've got seeds uh, moonflower seeds are easy to keep. They're, they don't have they don't have too many big needs. <laughs> they don't have too many big needs. Let's see. Yeah, East Jazoo, you're so right. Very little rain, and the blackberry bushes are still surviving. Oh my goodness! Wowie zowie! I don't even want to think about pulling 500 feet of hose, but I probably have done that at some point in my life. I I, I have a hundred foot right now. <laughs> I've managed to get to the back end of my my place, but woo, that's hard. Um, the question is, do you pull off the dead looking ones if they're dead? And the way you tell that, of course, is to do a little bit of a scratch. And if it if it's in fact brown underneath that, yes. What you're doing when we talked about this before, when you're doing blackberries, the end of the season, you turn around and cut down everything that is has has bared that year. In other words, the oldest of the canes, because that encourages new canes to come up. As I recall, these were not that old. So if you are taking anything off, it should just be the part that is dead. And you can tell that. Really neat. Tomatoes are looking good. Cooler weather is going to help. Going to really help. You're right. How often to water? Because you do back off a little bit in warmer as as the warmer weather gives up to cooler weather. All you want to do really is put your finger in there. You don't want the, the tomatoes to ever get to be able to wilt, but you certainly do want to be able to feel moisture at the tip of, as you put the tip of your finger in. You don't want it to be dry all the way down to your first knuckle. You want to water before that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
That's a good idea. Um, that's a good idea. Rich is talking about planting potatoes. But he, he um, prefers the sand, topsoil and sand mix to grow them in. That's fine. Um, I, I actually like, I don't grow anywhere near the amount that Rich would be growing. But one of the best things in the world to grow potatoes in is the basket outside of a washing machine. You, you know, the inside, take it out. It's got all those holes in it, the old-fashioned ones do. And that's a great ventilation system. Fill it up, put the potatoes in, and then keep filling on top of them as you go up the size of the potatoes. Really cool. Very, very cool. Oh, that's just too pretty. Really, really lovely. I, I, I'm. How many people are gluten-free? Or do we just love cauliflower now? <laughs> it's a tough question. <laughs> Some, you need me to ask a question? My question is, how many people like cauliflower pasta? How many people like cauliflower pizza? I'm like, you know, I double like the them. gluten. You know, like bring double. Well, yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there are people who will give you all of theirs. My problem, my only problem with the gluten-free world is that all of a sudden everything else is off the shelf. So where baking mixes, used, there used to be a couple of kinds. Now they're all gluten-free. It's like, well, I didn't really need that. The problem with gluten-free, for those of us who are not, is oftentimes because it is not a particularly resilient flour or anything like that. You have to put more eggs in it, and you have to beat them up very hard so that they get things to raise. And it's it's difficult. It's different. Pasta is the same way. Gluten-free pastas, not the cauliflower ones, but the ones that are made from from other gluten-free things, oftentimes are very clunky. Um, and and I'm I'm not being a critic, but if somebody wants to come up here and show me how to better handle gluten-free pasta, everyone in my family would would benefit from it. Right now, you have to be dropping the pasta into the pan as the people are walking in to sit down at the table, because otherwise, it's going to be gluey by the time you get to the end of that. Something else you might want to think about. Rich was showing off strawberries. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's magnificent. This is a great time. If you can find some strawberry plants, this is the time to plant them in Zone 8. And the reason for this, and even and even into Zone 9, too, really, we plant them in October and we harvest them beginning in the spring just as soon as they can start ripening. Oftentimes the peak happens by the end of April, but it may be the it, it, it may continue for several weeks after that. There are many varieties that can be grown this way, but you do want to look for one that is a a, a, a southern grown or a southern variety, as they would call it. Just because the usually the ones that are called ever bearing, it's not necessarily the name of a variety, but the type is going to be a lot longer growing. And what we don't want to do is end up with things we can't harvest until May or June. It's going to be too hot, and the, the, the strawberries will not be sweet. Right now, there there's a problem, of course. We've got a big, windy day going on here in in where I live, so we're, we're still under a burn ban in much of the state, but we're actually in a, a very serious problem here because of that. And that, in turn, dries out your plants. So if you're transplanting strawberries, if you're transplanting something else, please water a little extra if they're brand new. Okay? All right. We'll jump out of here. Then we'll come back.
I'm Mike McCormick, President of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. It's harvest time for our farmers all across Mississippi, and that means you might come face-to-face with slow-moving equipment like tractors, combines, and cotton pickers on our rural roads and bridges. So for the safety of you and our farmers, please slow down, be patient, Don't text and drive and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601 824 0074. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. Extra Table is hosting its third annual Bourbon Festival on October 19th at the Reed House at Live Oaks in Jackson. You'll be wowed with the opportunity to enjoy 125 different bourbons, bourbon-themed hors d'oeuvres, a cigar bar, and live music. Hurry, tickets are almost sold out. For general admission tickets or for VIP tickets, including a High West Distillery private bourbon tasting, go to supertalk.fm slash extra table. This event benefits Extra Table, helping end hunger in our state. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stopped, opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass? Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now, you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text HOT to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text HOT to 200-300 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text HOT to 200-300. Don't wait. Text the word HOT to 200-300. Text HOT to 200-300. 
even know what a rah-rah is. <laughs> That's a party or something. Yeah, rah-rahs were saddle oxfords. <laughs> They're shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I did not know. This is this is how old I was before I knew that you could have a recording studio in your house. John Fred's house was there. I'm sure he lived there also, but the house was the recording studio in the middle of the residential neighborhood. It was the coolest thing I'd done at that point in my life. Amazing things that you just. It's that it's that instant yes thing that I talk about. If you say yes too quickly, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. In the case of this, it was like, you want to go over to John Fred's? They've got some people in the studio today. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Do you want to stay? No. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Anyway, we are celebrating today. We are celebrating you because you're a gardener and you're kind enough to listen to this program. We're also celebrating the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour, and, yes, new T-shirts. If you're just tuning in, I'm going to wave these around just one more time. But when you see me at the Garden Tour today, I'll be wearing the Garden Mama T-shirt. You can have one, too. All you have to do is come up to me and say, classical gas. Classical gas. If you don't know what it is, look it up. (laughs) You'll be glad you did about that, too. One of the best songs ever written. Anyway, that is among the things that we're celebrating. We're celebrating the fact that Ken Hackman will be here next week because so many people, it gets to be a few months after he's been here, and I start getting the emails from the birders. Can you ask Ken this? this, Can you tell Ken that I need to know? Can you ask, when will Ken be on the show? He'll be here next week. (laughs) So that's the good news. I am... uh, I'm going to jump in a little bit on his territory. I didn't give you this one, sir. This is from the University of Vienna in Amsterdam. Bewick's swans are one of the prettiest things that you'll see, but you won't even notice them because they just float by in the canal. You know, they're, or they're, they're on the lake. They're, they're not going to come bother you. They fly differently for their autumn migration depending on how warm the weather is. And believe you me, their common, most common wintering areas are now different than they were. For the first time, birders, the researcher people, ornithologists, the University of Amsterdam and the Netherlands Institute of Ecology have been able to use long-term GPS data to specifically tell you which individual swans are going where. The results of the research are in global change biology. It, it, this, this, this spends its breeding season in European Russia and is now seen less in the Netherlands because it's wet, warmer. They're nesting other places. They're not, they're not moving on for the rest of the summer weather all the way as they were. It used to be southern England. Now it's northern Germany. They simply stopped migrating earlier in the autumn. And that, I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense. You can understand that. But by being able to follow them as individuals, the researchers are able to really see where they're going and which ones go where and which popular, which areas are more popular for them to stop or continue, probably having something to do not only with the temperature, but then with the food sources and the water and all the other things in that area. So how all that works together does remind me a little bit of the tracking device on my iPhone. I don't have a GPS attached to me like the the swan would or like so many of the other creatures that we love following around are, but I do have 
a tracking device in my telephone, thanks to my children. They know, of course, that if there had been a tracking device in their phones when they were teenagers, I would have tracked them every day all the time, and I'd never gotten anything done. So the good news is they're not quite that obsessed. But in terms of where's Mama, it's, you know, she hadn't heard from from Papa for a while, those kind of things, I recognize that kids want all that, so I'm not going to argue with them. But I am going to tell you I feel kind of like a Bebek Swan. <laughs> I'm taking on a new a new spirit animal. I'm going to be the swan. I have a story today that really does bring me directly to the center of a lot of conversations that are going on, and it has more to do with gardening than you might think. Rice University has found a way to harvest hydrogen from plastic waste. We're back to the stories that we were talking about in the first hour where I explained to you that we now have a genetically modified bacterium that can break down the plastic in salt water. We have saltwater intrusion into the river, and we have more microplastics in the river. So clearly we need more research in this area to figure these things out. And then if we can turn around and make something out of all this plastic waste, how perfect is that? Because what are we looking for? We're looking for alternative fuel sources. And many, many people are are, are really trying to find out why we don't use hydrogen as much as we could. And this is one of the explanations. Because as if we can, if you can use it as an alternative and the the way of making it in turn uses up something else that we're trying also to use to recycle to get rid of to reuse to repurpose that's a really a win-win they they went up to 3100 degrees kelvin in these tests it process vaporizes the hydrogen present in the plastics and leaves behind graphene which we can do something with graphene's not something that we would have to pollute with so when they first discovered what they are calling flash jewel heating, and applied it to this, they they really did wonder where they were all going because there were so many gases erupting from the reactor. I think it's just fascinating, and I want to let you know that this is so important that it's actually working under a grant from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. That's a hard grant to get. And if we can possibly do something that's going to help us figure this out, of course, we'll be way ahead. And this is um, the Development Center, Air, U.S. Air Force of Scientific Air Force Office, rather of Scientific Research, the Nat- National Science Foundation, as you would figure, and the Office of Naval Research. Because, well, quite frankly, we need to do this. We need we need other fuel sources, and we certainly need to exploit hydrogen if we can get it from something that we're already trying to figure out how to get rid of. Come on. If we can flash it up to 3,100 degrees Kelvin, which I cannot even imagine, but we can apparently. Rice University doesn't lie about these things. And then we are we in turn go directly to two things. We go to hydrogen and we go to graphene. Well, those are not products that are that we are not. We are familiar with those. We don't have to invent new technologies to deal with them. And some of the other things we're trying to do can be a little bit iffy. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. This is funny. I don't know. I don't know where you are. This is one of my dear people. The dear deer are deering. And I quote, my first attempt to grow strawberry plants have finally rebounded after the deer ate them. Yeah, they will. Any tips for winter care would be appreciated. The, the deer are so thirsty this year. They've been eating everything. They, they, they don't eat very many gray leaves, but I wouldn't doubt if they do, if they will. 
So I'm not at all surprised that they would have the strawberry leaves in their in their bailiwick, you know, that they'd want that. The, the best thing to me for growing strawberries over the winter is kind of like growing pansies. You do want to fertilize them regularly because you're trying to get them to continue to grow, and they grow in cooler weather. When it gets to be frozen, they don't grow in frozen weather. You don't have to fertilize them in that week. But you do have to put some hay around the bottom of the strawberries that you don't have to do for the pansies so that they not only does that keep the leaves up off of the dirt, which is important, but it also gives better air circulation around the crown of the plant so that if we have severe, incredibly wet weather in the winter, you remember that, <laughs> when we have that again, it, they won't be drowned because you're putting a hay mulch around them, which is a little harder and a little stiffer than a pine needle mulch would be. So that's a really good choice for that. If you find that the deer are continuing to get in and eat everything, you probably want to put covers on the strawberries and certainly lettuce and anything else that's tender that they might want to consume for you. Okay? Okay. Yeah, the deer are very hungry. (laughs) The deer are eating everything. All right, now, we haven't found out how many of you are gluten-free, but I'll believe me, this is this is when I ask a question and it's so delightful because then I get ten responses during the week in my email, mama on air at yahoo.com. You can tell me then, and it it still informs me and makes me smarter. Northwestern University is asking a question. How come some people are more successful at vegetarianism than others? And don't with without let, let's say um that are healthier and can maintain that lifestyle. I'm not talking about the the taste preferences or any of the other pieces of this. But a person's genetic makeup actually does play a role in determining whether or not this lifestyle, these food choices, this dietary opportunity can actually work for you. I had no idea, but it tells me there's going to be a whole lot more studies. Going meat-free or going meatless Mondays or and all of these other things, plant-based foods and stuff, you know, I'm, I'm all for. I, I, want, I'll, I want there to be as many alternatives as there are people that want to eat dinner, and that's just about all of us. But a person's genetic makeup does play a role in this. The question, because there are people you understand who would like us to never have another meat product to eat. I, I would like them to all just go away, okay, because <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm going to say, even if I didn't have it, everybody ought to be able to have it if they want to. But who's more successful and how do they get that way? Will we find a similar answer, is my question, to people who really do prefer meat, or the, the, the keto people, the paleo people, the people that eat lots of meat? Do they end up having some other genetic depart- determination? Now, more than 50% of people who identify as vegetarian actually do eat fish or poultry or red meat at some times. So that may or may not, they may or may not fit into the study. So they've got people that are strict vegetarians and people that are not. Okay, that's what they went to. They measured more than 5,000 strict vegetarians. I know you would say, I don't know if more than 5,000. Well, they found them. Okay. And indeed, what they determined was that there is a difference in their genetic makeup. These were all white people, fairly, you know, fairly homogenous um, DNA, not not exclusively homogenous, but they were there were not ethnic issues to confront in this particular study. Interestingly enough, it's about the lipids. You know, lipids are fat, and it's about how the fat is metabolized and how that relates to brain function. If you have this one particular 
marker on your genes, then yours are going to your lipids are going to go to the benefit of the vegetarianism. If you don't have it, it's not. Doesn't mean that you can't eat you can't get that lipid through meat, you do. But it also means that you'll have a harder time metabic, metabolically, excuse me, fitting into that change of lifestyle. Pretty interesting stuff. Lots more work, of course, because some of this is philosophic, but some of it turns out is genetic. And there are people who try really hard to do the one one thing or another, try to eat a particular number of calories, or who try to have a particular workout regimen, or any of these other things. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But the the question is always, what made the difference? I, I come from a, a world where they basically said you can do anything that you make up your mind to do. I don't know if that's true. I'm pretty sure I couldn't have been a neurosurgeon even if I wanted to because I don't have that skill. But there are many other things, you know, people say, well, you can write and other people can't write. That's true. But about the only thing I can really do is write. I can write and grow plans. Good thing there was a job for that. (laughs) I'm not that good at puzzles. I love puzzles. I've always wished that I had that I lived someplace where I could lay the puzzle out and leave it there. For weeks at a time. I think you have to live by yourself without cats or dogs to do that. I think that's called Lego. <laughs> Lego. <laughs> Can we have a room for Lego? Yes, we have a room for Lego. But I, wild Asian elephants don't get enough study anyway, and it turns out that as they were attempting to find out something else, I just love that, we found out that they can puzzle their way to the food. Whatever you're doing, whatever you set up, these wild Asian elephants are going to figure their way. I love that there's a journal of animal behavior that's going to detail the findings of this six-month-long study. I have a feeling the Asian elephants would have told you that at the beginning if they could have done so. They would have just said, of course, we're going to solve the puzzle. We've been around for thousands of years. We'll be fine. But they did this in Thailand. I think that's another reason to write a grant and go to Thailand um, because it's from the City University of New York where the research originated. Spend six months in Thailand. That'd be all right. They used motion-activated cameras, of course, to observe more than 70 wild Asian elephants who were walking up to the puzzle boxes. Some of them just turned and left and said, ha, I don't need this. Other ones really got after it, and some did it very, very quickly. Over time, 44 or 45 of the 70 so interacted with them, but there were individual differences in how innovative they were. Isn't that cool? How'd you like to spend about six months watching elephants on a a wildlife camera? I think that's all right. I think this is all right, too, and I'm glad you're here. And Okay, come on. Let's have a little balfa. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. 
propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. Jamie Creel, Shelter Insurance. Come see why we're more than just an agent. Proudly serving the Jackson metro area and the great state of Mississippi. Give us a call at 601-992-6000. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more.
don't know who that is, you should. <laughs> See, now that'll just get you started. You start hearing that, you know it's got to be Taj Mahal. But I want to talk to Rich. Can I do that? Kentwood calling. Hey, Rich. Good morning. What's going on, hey, uh, sir? You were talking about you were talking about gluten free stuff. No, I'm not gluten free. I've just been experimenting with it. Uh, one thing for your callers who do gluten free from scratch, uh, you got to med- you got to sift your flour twice. Yep. Like your almond flour, your tapioca flour, sift it twice. Yep. Then sift your measurement out. You can't go flour for flour. No, you can't. It'll come You're out exactly right. Hard. You're exactly right. It, you you will make hockey pucks <laughs> instead of biscuits. Yes, you will. <laughs> and another thing is, is even if the recipe calls for baking powder, no matter what you're making. Add a quarter teaspoon of baking powder. It puts the oxygen in it. You're so right. And I have to say that um, one of my one one member of my family who doesn't particularly care for over amounts of eggs says that she adds egg whites on top of whatever eggs it says to put in it. She'll put in like two more egg whites that have been whipped just to get some more of that oxygen in there. Yeah, because I can make bread. It's you wouldn't even you'd have sworn it was regular bread, but it's not. It's well, you and that bread. mulberry bread have still got me, you know, in dreamland because <laughs> that was so you pretty. Ought to try it. Oh my goodness! You got to try it as French toast. Okay, what time? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm heading south next week. <laughs> you may be in trouble. Yeah, I now, know. Listen, talk to me just a little bit because people people hear me talk about the beautiful pictures that you send us and the, the level of growing that you do and the number of things that you're able to accomplish. I don't want you to give us your whole vitae, but please let people know what you're growing, why you grow all this stuff, <laughs> why you do all of this. It's a hobby, and down here in the South, people are food hungry, and yes, it's my way of giving back because I've been blessed throughout my life, and that's my goal is to help people not be so hungry. And with, especially in today's economy, every little bit helps. You're exactly right. If if I asked our friend Trey in Grenada, he would say the same thing. The whole point is that there's people that are hungry, and if you can grow, you should grow. So there it is. You just do it on a grand scale, and um, it, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do anything. Halfway. <laughs> well, there is a certain there, there's there's some things that are that are really best done on a big scale, and I do think that growing vegetables, it's, the people have said, you know, I tried to grow a tomato plant, and and I always say plant three, okay, put one where you think it's going to grow. Put one where you don't think it's going to grow and leave one in the container because it might grow there better. And sometimes we just get one and we put all of our energy into that one tomato plant. But if it doesn't make it, we think we can't grow tomatoes. No, if you've got 10 or 15 of them, a couple are going to be not as great as the others, but you're going to end up with a crop of tomatoes. So I do think there's something to be said for the volume that you grow in. You're just really good at it. Uh, a lot of it helped us from you because I couldn't grow tomatoes here when I first got here. I listened to you and I'm, applied all the I'm, techniques. I'm not going to take credit for it, but I will be more than happy to say that's great. <laughs> I know that there, and think the, of all the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Okay, that's how that works. That's classic stuff. And and I'm just tip, think I'm of all tickled the to be that person. To come out here and experiment. I know all those wonderful minds what, that you can turn into growers. <laughs> That's delightful. You are the best. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All righty. We'll talk some more gluten-free on another day, okay? Okay. Have a good day. Take care. It's really funny, the things that we get obsessed with, and, and feeding people is certainly one of them. I also believe that flowers feed your soul in the same way. And they maybe it's the flowers on the squash plant or maybe it's the flowers, the zinnias that you grow. Um, the, the, the flowers, the zinnias that are at my house that are still in bloom have been there now for months and I'm probably not ever going to grow another one. It's called Uptown. I have no idea why they're so good, but they have been lovely. And I deadheaded them about a month ago and they put on new buds and they've been just lovely. We We grow a lot of things we grow a lot of a thing so that we can see how it grows. One queen's tears is going to be rewarding, but at the same time, a couple of them, you have more, more, more to propagate and more to appreciate, more to understand. And, yes, I have some queen's tears at the plant sale today in my backyard. Yes, that's right. Those of you who came last year couldn't go in the backyard. <laughs> you can go in most of the backyard this year. <laughs> getting, getting better. Well, now, here is, a, here is an invention that I really hope you'll talk to your relatives about. Sit down at the table, go through all the other things that you always talk about, and then say, did you know that there are robots that can fold themselves in the air and they don't even have a battery? Say, so, well, how do they do that? Origami. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I, I really need this. I want one of these things. This is a little robotic device that moves through the air and changes direction by snapping into a folded position during their descent. It, it really makes me think of the way the bumblebees zoom and fool the hornets. You know, it's that same kind of thing. We're going to change direction. We're going to be different than we were, and nothing's going to be able to keep up with us. And in this case, in science robotics, they found out these things are stiff enough to not accidentally fold up and therefore go in the wrong direction. They transition so quickly between the states that they only actually need 25 milliseconds to uh, uh, initiate that folding when it comes time to do that. They change shape, hold on, while untethered from their power source. Does this mean that they're learning on their own? Does this mean that they're going to come back and fold up on top of us? Well, I don't know. It might. (laughs) But I don't think so. Another invention that has come out that's been announced this week that I'm so excited about, and you, I mean, you are too. You don't even know that you're excited about this. University of Washington has developed a shape-changing smart speaker. That means there's self-deploying microphones that divides the room into the speech zones. You, you no longer have to build the architecture so that you can stand next to the wall and have people on the other side of the museum hear you. Okay, y'all know about those the, those corners and crevices and things that are in a lot of buildings. You don't need a parabolic mic around you to hear what the people are talking about when you have the ability to locate and control sound. Isolating one person, for example, in a crowded room so that the other people can hear you. Now, we understand that there are certain things that you can talk about that people will say, you know, if you, oh, I don't know, you're in a room full of crowded people at a party and the music's just calm enough and you can hear people talking, but you don't know what they're saying. If you say the word sex, everybody shuts up. Try it sometime. Trust me. But the point is you can hear what you want to hear, and other times you can't. And in this particular case, the prototype is seven robots that spread themselves around the space 
and they direct the sound where you tell them to. These are not ones that are going to go off on their own, I, I hope. <laughs> take, take my voice and take it away from you. Better not. <laughs> Better not. That's fun. What a great thing. Rich has sent a picture. He's at the, uh, now he's, now we're going carnivore now. He's, he's at the Tangipaho Fair. That's a, uh, that's a parish in Louisiana, y'all. In case you didn't know, what looks tan- like some brisket to looks me. Looks to me like brisket. I'm, I'm sure, but I'm, uh, it I'm, looks I'm like ready. a really nice looking cut of brisket. Yeah, it does. Ribs. There it goes. He's sitting, now he's sending ah, us the ribs. Okay. Well, now mm-hmm. we're all starving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to be here till five. You'll man. be here for a while. This is rough. <laughs> well. By about 5 o'clock, I think we're all going to be looking for some of these ribs or something because that's too gorgeous. Listen, y'all, thank you for your attention to this program. Thank you for being part of this world. Thank you, Lance. Thank you, Kim, for these marvelous shirts. Come see me. Come say Classical Gas. You're going to get it. And I'll see you next. I'll see you in two weeks. Ken will be here next week. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. Ready for new tires? Head to Rapid Tire Exchange in Clinton. We offer a wide selection of name brand tires, rims, and all the auto accessories in one stop. Rapid Tire Exchange can help you find the perfect tires for your vehicle. I've been coming out here for years. I've been happy with their service. They're quick to get me in and out, and they always have what I need. So come to Rapid Tire Exchange in Clinton. We'll make sure you get the right tires for your vehicle at a price you can afford. Rapid Tire Exchange located right behind Rapid Oil Change 953 Highway 80 East and online at rapidtireexchange.com. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the Orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to Orchard. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.